welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. podcast I'm joined by the fabulous Sarah who I will let introduce yourself I'm really excited to get this conversation going today because we've got some really interesting things to talk about but first Sarah let us know who you are and what you do so I am Sarah Matthias and I own um or found sorry um this is growth which is a service business um supporting small product businesses grow um whether that be you know big or small uh, mainly helping them with brand strategy, um, email marketing, Facebook ads and website analytics, Google analytics and just optimising website for conversion. Also helping with Shopify uh, website setup and Squarespace sites as well. Um, but I also have a product business which I founded in 2018 uh, which is called Tommy and Rex. Uh, and it's changed quite a bit since um, I started out years, three years ago, or nearly four years ago now. So in its current form, it is uh, we sell handmade leather baby moccasins uh, for about up to 18 months, so pre-walkers and sort of early walkers. Uh, but when I started out, it was more based around gifting. So we used to sell um, gift boxes, sort of pre-made, or uh, customers could design them themselves, and other like baby accessories as well. But um, towards the end of last year, I've just niched down and kept to like the one product, which is also own brands as well. So we did sell other brands, and now it's just own brand products. I've got some stuff still in clearance, which we're getting rid of, but it's just going to be own brands um, going forward. So I was a retail buyer um, for a large online retailer for like 11 years. Um, and I sort of, do, I'd done a few bits. I went to university in Manchester and then I done a few bits and pieces after that, but I didn't really know what to do. Ends up just falling into buying really and absolutely loved it. Um, and I've bought oh, so many different departments from, I used to actually buy nursery, but it was more like push chairs, Christmas decorations, garden furniture, um, curtains, bedding, all kinds. And I um, always wanted to do something for myself. I'm definitely, I, well, I'd say I'm unemployable, but my husband hates it when I say that because he says it sounds <laughs> awful, but it's true because I just can't be told what to do. I'm just, I just have to do my own thing and I just always struggle with um, not having sort of control over my own destiny. I know that sounds really dramatic, but. Uh, I just always wanted to do something myself and then I fell pregnant with my first son and left to go on maternity leave with the hope that whilst I was off I could try and set something up but obviously you know I have big plans for maternity leave and it's much harder than I thought so definitely have less time but then I didn't intend to go back really although I 
yeah, I said I was going back, but then I fell pregnant with my second son uh, when Tommy was only like five and a half months, I think he was. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll go back um, in between the two mat leaves and I just spent that whole time which is awful, I know, but uh, deciding what I was going to do and sort of setting this business up and coming up with all the ideas and making contacts and putting all the foundations in place, really. And then I launched when my second son was just before his first birthday uh, and I never went back to um, retail buying. I did absolutely love it, but as I say, it was just, um, yeah, it was just not suitable for my lifestyle at the time. And... I just needed to do something for myself. So I thought, obviously I've been like introduced to all the world of baby, you know, becoming a mum myself. Uh, and just thought, yeah, I could, not that I could do it better, but I could sort of bring all, we got like so many gifts when we had Tommy and it was just like bringing the best of those together that I thought would just make it so easy to like gift um, a new mum you know something different from all like the basics that you obviously need but like a little something extra for them um so yeah that's why I set it up uh and we always have we always sold the baby moccasins but they just became like such a big part of the business and that's what a lot of people sort of knew us for and came back to us for uh so I just stuck with that and it was also I sort of like we sold I sold other brands and it was great and it obviously helped um, grow the brands and all those things. But own brand was always like in my heart and that's always what I'd love to do. It's, it's the part of the job that I used to love doing when I work for someone else. So it was what I, wa I wanted to own and create my own product and, you know, not sort of be beholden to other brands as well. So, yeah, so that's what that's where we are at the moment. <laughs> It's the perfect example, I think, of firstly spotting a gap in the market when you first were going through all your own baby buying and baby gifting, um, but also a gap that you actually care about. And I sometimes think, you know, people say to me, oh, how do I think of that business idea? And I think the best ideas often come from you seeing a gap in the market because you're in that gap yeah. um and then you create something to fill that because then you've got this combination of i know there's a gap i can fill because i've been there but also because i've been there i care about it um so i love this story so much and i'd love to know how you found it because when you're talking about it you almost make it sound easy like you just decided one day i'm gonna start this brand <laughs> i'm gonna sell these little tiny baby shoes um how was it how was that first kind of six months year where you're actually starting from nothing so yeah, so it was, I say it was hard, but at the time, so I, I basically started with £700, which I'd saved just from my last pay packet before I went off on maternity leave. Where I worked, it was a really rubbish um, mat leave pay, so that, like there was nothing to save from that. So yeah, I basically started from £700, and the original idea that I had, and you know, if I look back at like the first images uh, that we did, the sort of totally different to what it ends up it ended up being and I think that's true of a lot of businesses isn't it because I think you know as long as you just get going and you have a passion about something then you can just adapt along the way and I think you know if you're not rigid and you're not sort of precious over it you can just move with you know what the what your customer tells you and what you think is the right path to go down but um yeah I just spent the whole I spent 
must have been, I think went back to work for about 12 weeks in between both boys. Um, and it was great because like, I didn't have much work to do because no one had given me any work to do because I was going to be off again. Yeah. Um, and I had a brilliant desk that I was put sort of backed against a window so no one could see what I was doing. So I just spent the whole time just researching and um, putting a business plan together and contacting, you know, um, some contacts that I had from uh, working in that industry anyway. And just sort of started really small and just built it up from then and just, you know, met a lot of brands along the way and various contacts that I met and just built it up. But I, so I would only buy stuff that I liked myself to start with. Uh, but obviously, as time went on, I let's quickly learn that, um, you know, there was stuff that I'd buy that I wouldn't necessarily use myself, but it's what the customer wanted. So that's what, I'd, you know, I'd bring. Um, so, yeah, it was just sort of starting small and just building it up from there. But I think initially, you know, there was no... I was lucky enough that I could leave my job and you know I had the opportunity where my husband could support us to do that uh, for a period's time to at least give it a go so I think yeah that that obviously helped me a lot to be able to do that and focus on it even I have two small children at home but to be able to give it that focus um, and it was just building it up from there but I think initially it was something I'd do of an evening, of a weekend, and I didn't really put that much pressure on myself to start with. And then obviously, as, as you know, generally happens, as these things build and it becomes more time consuming, you know, you've got to dedicate more time to it. And then I was always passionate about it, but I think at first I was sort of dragged um, in two directions, really, because I had to, you know, I was a mum first and foremost, and then I was sort of doing that. Uh, on the side and then all of a sudden I just thought I've just got to put my all into this and just you know get on with it and really make it work otherwise like what's the point so I think I sort of spared myself on um at, a right, at the right time really when the boys were you know a little bit older um, and just went from there really. I really want to come on to the fact that you've built this business while having children in a moment um but first you so you say you started with 700 pounds and you scaled that to a six-figure business right yeah I have yeah <laughs> which is like incredible like insane um what do you think you did that got you to that level what do you think some of the things that you did or the decisions you made were that actually really impacted the growth of the business so I think initially as I say, I started with £700, but initially I was able to reinvest any um, money that the business made straight back into the business, which I think is, I think is, you know, a fundamental part of growing any business. And, you know, I think some people think you're just making money from the get go and you're definitely, you're absolutely not. It's really hard. So I think it was just being able to do that and reinvest every penny back into it. You know, I didn't take any money out of it for probably a good 18 months, uh, which is can be, you know, you've really got to persevere through that time because it feels like you, you're not treading water, you're definitely moving forward, but, you know, it's hard because it feels like there's no reward almost in what, you know, the hard work that you're putting into it and the hours that you're putting in as well. Um, but I think 
yeah, the things that definitely helped me were, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that lockdown and everything that's happened over the past couple of years hasn't helped. I think with a lot of um, econ businesses, it's, it has helped, hasn't it? So I'd be lying if I said that hasn't helped project um, my growth because it definitely has. You know, there's a lot more eyes on the website, a lot more, especially because I was doing like uh, a lot of gifts at the time when people couldn't see each other. It definitely helped. Um, I also spent money on um, paid advertising. So I spent money on Facebook ads, which definitely helped me grow. Um, I'd say I got into email marketing probably quite early on in the business and just building a list from, you know, when you've got like 10, 20 people on the list and just keep on pushing with that. And that's definitely like a main source of revenue even today. Um, and I always say to every single business, like it shocks me when I meet a business that hasn't got <laughs> an email list or like an email strategy in place, because I just think it's one of the biggest wins for the um, for the least sort of input and the least cost, the monetary cost to the business, really. So I think that definitely helped. But I think um, just being consistent as well. And I always had a sort of a clear vision of what I wanted it to look like. And I wasn't really swayed, you know, much over the t over the years. I always knew what I wanted it to look like. I was always I was probably quite like anal over the look of stuff, and I just wouldn't. I just wanted it to be exactly how I wanted it, and sort of just stuck to that. Really, I think consistency really helps. You know, building a good customer relationship, and then they know what they're coming to you for. Um, had a lot of repeat customers as well. Repeat customers was a huge part of the growth as well. Um, and I think it was just a mixture of all those things that really helped me grow. And also as well, I had like a good support. You know, when I first went into it, I didn't really know anyone who was doing anything similar. You know, as a, like in respect of owning their own business, like an e-com product business. But as time goes on, you know, you make contacts and you meet people and you have your own circle of um, your own support network, really, because I think that's so important. Like, there's only so much you can bore your friends and family with or your partner or your husbands, because ultimately they're there to support you. And I've got amazing support around me, but they don't they don't quite get it. And it's I know that's awful to say, but. I think when you've got like small business um, friends and sort of people in your industry or, you know, who can really connect with you on that level, I think it really, really helps. And just acting as a sounding board to sound ideas off and just get, um, you know, support and inspiration from. And I think the other thing was like, I would just put my all into learning about absolutely everything. And I think that's part and parcel why I've now branched out and, I've now got a service business as well because I just spent so much time like um, self, you know, self teaching, you know, various skills and would just spend my evenings just watching tutorials and anything I could get my hands on really just to, I had quite I had like a lot of knowledge on the buying side of things because that was my career, but all the other stuff that came with it um, and the e-com side of things, I just like would spend you know, any minute that, spare minute that I had, just learning what I could really. And I think that really helped um, with my growth, definitely, because I felt like 
I was taking on quite a, knowledge, a lot of knowledge quickly. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably about it for how I got there. But yeah, it's been, you know, it's been tough at times. It has been really tough. And there's definitely more than, I can count, you know, more than two hands, the amount of times that I've said, right, that's it, I'm giving it up. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I, I relate to that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the point where, you know, now my husband would be like oh you know don't even say it shut up I don't want to hear it because I'm just I'm like stuck records but I'm still here and I've not given it up <laughs> what do you do in those moments in those moments where you just think oh I've had enough I don't want to do this anymore because I know all business owners get them yeah. um but what do you do I know it's an interesting one that I've definitely changed my reaction over the years so how I've reacted, you know, maybe a couple of years ago is totally different to now. I definitely take things like less personally. I've become less precious over everything. And I think it's just like learning to step away from it in that moment and just go and do something else. And just, you know, some days that you have and you sort of start off on a bad note, you probably even wake up like that. You know, within half an hour, you feel a certain way. Or you can read an email first thing that just sends you over the edge. And you can just see yourself in that downward spiral in those like, you know, the hour and a half you've been awake or whatever. And I think some days like that, I think I'm not going to get myself out of this unless I, you know, change the plan for the day and just do something different and just learn to switch off a little bit more, which I find really hard because... I mean, any product business owner that you speak to, it's just all encompassing. It's literally, it's 24 seven and you just can't switch off. It's just impossible. Your mind's constantly going. Uh, so I think it's just learning in that moment that it will pass, it will be okay. And everything tends, and I've only learned this over the years, but everything tends to come in a cycle. So, you know, you could have a week of rubbish sales and then the next week could be great. And it just, it's just a moving feast constantly. And I think I've just learned to learn from it and adapt my behaviour and just sort of move on because I've learned that if I don't, it just drags you down. Like it's just, um, it's just awful. Like I remember last November, was it? Yeah, not November gone, the one before. And if, it was like a comedy of errors it was like five things had gone wrong one after the other and I couldn't do anything about it it was totally out of my control um and it was just awful and I just remember thinking right that is it I'm just gonna <laughs> give it all up you know it, it's just and that was probably like the lowest point I've ever had with the business which I think every single product business owner or you know any business owner has had definitely you know, probably not even once in the time that they've run the business, probably more than once. Um, but I remember that just being like a really, really low point and just thinking, what what am I even doing this for? Because it just gets on top of you sometimes. But I think even since then, that's just what, nearly over a year ago, um, I've just learned to let things go and just move on and just change my behaviour, as I say, and just deal with it and you know don't be so hung up on it really because I'm always a big I'm a, I'm a big believer in um you know stress taking years off your life I probably always say it to husbands all the time and I just think if you you know if you get 
too you know it's hard easier said than done isn't it but I think once you get into that funk of like being so stressed about everything all the time it's just not healthy is it and ultimately you're not here just to run your business so you know you're you're more important the health of you and you know your family and stuff's more important so I think it's just trying to recognize that behavior in yourself and um changing it when you can and I've tried to do a bit of work on like mindset and it's so funny because when I started out I remember going to a call about mindset and I'd be thinking oh my god what is this like it's just completely not for me like it's not the type of thing I need to focus on you know I've got no hang-ups I'm absolutely fine like my mindset's fine but as time went on I realized it definitely wasn't um and I've spent a lot you know I've got like like money's always like a massive trigger for me and it still is really but it's just learning to deal with that and mindset work for anyone else who's listening who does think that it really really has helped it's definitely been one of the um something that I've had to overcome but it really has worked and I think your mindset is absolutely key really and into achieving your goals you've just got to have the right outlook and just be able to not sway from it you know too much and just keep coming back to the keep coming back to the plan and keep coming back to your why and um yeah just keep going for it and try and motivate yourself in that way I think yeah I would completely agree with you and I think um something that I realized recently was that quite often I would just say that I was stressed something would happen I'd be like oh that's stressful and I sat down one day and I was like that's probably my most used word how silly is that and I just decided that stress wasn't in my vocabulary anymore so if I'm feeling something I might say that I am scared or I'm worried about something like I can express the emotion but I just decided that stress wasn't a word that I wanted to use because I completely agree with you that when there's been times in my business where things have just felt really heavy for a long period of time it's had such a knock-on impact on my health as well Um, and I just think when you think long term if you're going to run a business for you know 30 40 years what is the point if you're just gonna like you say put yourself in an early grave so I love that you shared that and also I think like you were saying with the mindset stuff it it gets easier over time not in the sense that you don't have bad days or you don't have hard moments, but just in the sense that you're better at recognizing, oh, this is a bad moment and I know it will get better because you've been there before. And I think that's a really important thing to bring up because I've had clients before who think that when they hit, you know, five figure months or six figure years, that everything will be happy and fine and nothing will go wrong. And it's not that that's the case. Things still happen and things still come up, but you're just better at handling it because you've learned how to handle it and how not to handle it. Would you agree? definitely and you know what it's funny because I've always been like I'm a really sort of black and white straightforward person I'm I'm that friend who'll just tell you exactly probably what you don't want to hear but the the truth I've just always been like that and I've always been so good at giving this type of advice to like other people and really motivating other people to you know work in that way but I don't and I never thought I had an issue myself really but it become apparent like quite quickly running my own business that I definitely have and it's so funny that you can almost advise others and it's like um you know do what I say not what I do you know what you you should be doing but it's just getting in your own head to um you know to work in that way and sort of thinking that way because I'm like the first to like my husband's in a really stressful job and I'm the first to when he gets stressed and stuff say oh what are you you know don't 
you know the things you're worried about other people aren't give a second thought about and you know it's going to take years off your life and I'm always saying little things like this but when it comes to myself it's you sort of I'm terrible at just like absorbing it all and just taking it you know letting it take over but I've definitely become better over time and yeah I totally agree it's um it's essentially not worth it is it <laughs> I think you realize that no. <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, that's where having those business friends comes in or your coach or mentor, whoever you surround yourself with, because when you're in it yourself, like you say, it's easy to give advice to other people, but to yourself, it's like a whole different thing. It's, it's so much harder and you can't sometimes see what's right in front of you, but other people can. So I think that's where those kind of connections and building those contacts come in, because sometimes you do just need to say to somebody else, am I missing something here? Like, this is the situation. Here's how I'm feeling. And they can point out something so obvious yeah. that you just wouldn't spot. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you feel a certain way and you feel so awful about it. And even just having like a 10 minute conversation with someone who can really put perspective on that, you think, oh yeah, what, like, why was I, why was I so deep into that feeling of, you know, feeling so awful about this one particular thing? You know, sometimes you just need that person to, you know sort of point it out to you really and then I think I'm always that person to other people so it's hard to um you know it's hard for me to you know receive it really but I think that's ultimately been like a huge huge part of my learning and support over the years is just to surround yourself with people who basically just you know like your small other small business um friends and stuff because it can be so so lonely at home you know if you go from especially you know if you've gone from an office I went my office has like thousands of people and then you just go to being on your own at home there's no one over the other side of the desk to say what do you think about this or you know run something by someone sat opposite you you're sort of just on your own and I think if you surround yourself with the right type of people uh then it's definitely you know a massive factor you know in your growth both personally and business-wise I think I think it definitely helps what's the saying is it like you're the you're the sum of the three people you spend the most time with or the seven yeah, yeah. It is, whatever it is but um, I think it's definitely true yeah I, I agree it's so true and it's so important and it's one of those things I think we overlook and I think this is like I'm so grateful you're all having this conversation with me because so many of the things you've talked about I do think are often overlooked because people start a business and it's all like you know what's my business name going to be and what are people going to think of me and how do I get clients and actually some of the stuff that you talked about like reinvesting your profits back into the business and not taking pay yeah. is actually a really important part of growth that people just don't really talk about because it's not the sexy side of business yeah. um yeah did you find that hard because I know a lot of people when they first make money through the business they want to kind of cling on to it um and the thought of investing and spending that money is just like absolutely terrifying to them whereas to you it seems it seems like what you wanted to do right you knew that that was something you needed to do to grow but was it still difficult yeah, it was definitely difficult. Like, I always knew it was something I had to do. And I always knew that I was never, you know, I was living in dream world if I thought I was pocketing any of that money. And definitely in the first 12 months, even two years. Uh, so I knew it was something I had to do. I was in a fortunate position, as I say, that was enabled me to set it up where we could live, you know, off um, husband's wage. But it was still, it was still really hard. And it was, you know, you know maternity pay stopped and it was still you know we didn't have we didn't have 
any spare money really and you know you think to yourself if I went back to my old job we'd have a bit more in saying that though I'd have to put the boys in nursery and that probably cancel it out but um you think you know you're not making your life easy by doing it you're definitely not it's definitely not an easy um path really and you know it's going to be hard work I think I did I think I always knew it was going to be hard work I definitely didn't know how hard it was going to be like I you know I think I've worked really hard in the past but then having my own business it takes it to a whole new level but yeah it was really hard and it's for me like money definitely is a big thing but I felt it was a weird one because like when I sort of growing up and when I was in you know employment okay having like kids was always a massive thing to me I know obviously everyone's different but it was always like a huge thing to me and I always thought that and I always knew I wanted to do something for myself and I was really self-motivated and I knew I sort of always believed I could do it but at the same time um I always wanted to be sort of a mother like more than that really and I always thought oh, I'll have kids and I won't work again and that's genuinely what I thought <laughs> I know that seems I mean obviously that's what some people do and that's absolutely fine it's totally a personal choice and everyone's in a different setup and situation but I quickly realized that that definitely wasn't for me like I definitely couldn't um do I definitely couldn't you know do that I, I, I wouldn't be fulfilled enough I definitely need to do something for myself um so and I've had another child since so I've got an eight month old now as well um who was born last May sort of in the midst of everything but I think um I think yeah it is really hard and it puts a lot of strain on this is things people don't really talk about and unless you're sort of involved in it yourself you don't really realize but it puts a huge strain on relationships and you know you've got to dedicate all your time to it really so there's not only the relationships with like friends and family but you know there's a relationship with your partner or your husband or whatever you know I felt I wasn't bringing anything to the table I know that sounds awful I was at home looking after our kids and um you know trying the damn hardest to make the business work and grow but I wasn't bringing any money you know into the house and I think for me I found that really hard to sort of cope with really and it's you know when something needs doing or you just need that extra bit of cash and I can't I can't provide it or be that person who sorts it out so to rely on someone else to do that um and feel sort of a bit useless you know in in sorting anything out I think is really hard and it definitely does put the strain on things luckily I've got you know great support um and my husband's like my biggest cheerleader ever even when I want to give up he's always the one who talks me around but it is hard and yeah I think and as you say yeah it's not really it's all those things isn't it you know people say a business taking x amount you know doing this doing that looking great what they don't see is all the basically all the crap that goes on you know beneath the surface and all the all the hard times that it, you've gone through to get to that point um so yeah it's definitely not a bed of roses and it is hard but I think you've just got to I sort of always knew it would be a bit like that um I'm quite resilient I guess and just sort of plowing through and just focusing on you your why and like 
you know new goals really and just trying to achieve them it's really important to have these conversations because when people don't talk about the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and all we see is the kind of shiny stuff on instagram or facebook it almost makes you feel like you're the only one going through the shit um because you think everyone else's business is so shiny and perfect and then yours is just a hot mess and it just feels like you're doing something wrong and that's why i love having these conversations because i think there will always be someone who listens to a podcast and it could just be one person listening right now who has listened to this conversation and thought, oh my God, like I'm not on my own. And I think that's so important when it comes to business because it is hard and there are ups and downs. And sometimes you do just need to know that there are other people going through the same thing. So I just love having these conversations. I know they're going to help so many people. And this kind of leads nicely into the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, which I know so many people are going to want to listen to. And that's the fact that you've managed to build this business to six figures while having three children and now you're doing all these other things as well to earn money on top of that so how do you manage to juggle everything uh yeah it's hard but I think um yeah so I was thinking about this the other day and I think the main thing about my my individual situation is that I I mean I always say I'm a you know I'm a bore probably but I work best and I always have done it's always been the same way uh, when I'm organized I've got routine I like have a list upon lists of stuff I've got to do whether it be business or personal and I think that's really help I think if I wasn't like that I wouldn't have been able to have three kids and do my business at the same time um, and I think I'm just yeah, I, I try to be super organised. And as I say, to some people, it's like so boring. But I think as a household and like our setup, I just couldn't, it just wouldn't work any other way. So I'm probably quite strict with the kids as in like they go to bed at a certain time uh, because I'm often sat of an evening working. Often just sometimes in front of the TV, but I have to have that time. So I'm probably quite strict with them in that respect. Um and I'm really organised, you know, I'll have, I know what weapon for tea every night and I'll have the clothes out the night before and just all those small little things that help you along the way. Even, you know, one child or, you know, however many, but I think all those little things, I'm just sort of a stickler for routine, like, and to the point where, you know, the kids are exactly the same now and they just work better to the routine now because I think they've just had it from day one. Uh, as I say, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to be a growing family as well as a growing business had I not worked like that, really. I've got some good support. I've not had a, a ton of childcare. I think everyone thinks that, you know, your kids must be getting looked after every day if you've got the time to do all that. And I think I'm just good at... I've always been good at, you know, if my boys are at school at the moment and if my daughter naps I will just go straight into the office I've got a list I've got a focus I know exactly what I need to start with there'll be no messing about and I'll work solid for an hour and a half or whatever it is till she wakes up and I'm just as the t as years have gone on I've just become very good at working on the stuff that actually moves the cogs in the business and not getting caught up in um sort of the, all the small detail and the small detail does matter don't get me wrong but I try and time block and you know get through all that rubbish basically all in one hit and then the stuff that I think will move the business forward I'll put maximum focus into 
also as well, which I probably missed out before, I have outsourced, so I don't uh, pick and pack my own orders. That went to fulfillment probably 18 months ago now, which has been an absolutely huge, huge help and has definitely helped me grow. Um, and I think I'm a massive control freak as well. And it, so it's been really hard for me to let go of any small element of the business. But one thing I would definitely advise other business owners, if you're, if you're at this point, you know, it's different if you're starting out, but if you're at the certain point where you think your time is worth more than the cost of what it would cost for you to outsource some of those tasks, I think it'll definitely enable your business to grow. Like there's no two ways about it. You know, I just thought I can do more in the three or four hours it'll take me every evening to pack and all, pack all the audits to make the business more money than it would for me to pay um, a warehouse to do it for me. And I think it's just learning things like that and just having the, it's almost, you know, it's probably balls to do it, but... I always thought, what's the worst that can happen? You know, if it's not, if it doesn't work, whatever, we can always sort of go back to the drawing board on it. But I think, yeah, the key is being organised with them, really. Um, and, you know, just having that time. I know things are going to get more difficult for me because, you know, my youngest is obviously going to get older. She's not going to nap twice a day. <laughs> She's going to become more demanding and you know take up most of my days which obviously is absolutely fine I say that like she's a um a burden it's absolutely not the case but I think um the business that the well the businesses that I have now enable me to be able to take that time with the children you know my boys are in school so it's just here really during the day but then also pick up the business of an evening if I need to or you know for a few hours of a weekend or whatever and just sort of have that flexibility and I think to get to that point has been a huge sacrifice it definitely has uh, it's been all all encompassing really but yeah I think the main thing I'd just say is you know just being organized and just really having that time for your business and putting that I'm also lucky well, I'm quite strict, but my kids sleep. They've always slept. They've always slept through when I feel awful saying that because I know, you know, there's people out there who really struggle with them, but I couldn't do what I'm doing if I had to get up to my kids in the middle of the night, basically. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I need my sleep. I work till quite late, probably. And I just couldn't function. I just could not um, do it. I just don't think I could do it if I was... Um, up yeah a few times in the night with them so yeah I think routine is the key for me really and I think that's always been part of the key to any success I've had throughout my career really is just sort of sticking at something and yeah just being really organized about it I think. I think this is relevant to everyone whether they have kids or not because I think if you've got children this is relevant but also if you're currently working a full-time job and you're building a business around that or if you're someone with a million different hobbies I think the key is that you have to know exactly what needs to happen for you to move that needle forward in your business and I think this is where a lot of people um, feel overwhelmed because they think there's so much to do and they've got this to-do list of like 200 things and then what happens is when they do get an hour or two hours they sit there and they just feel overwhelmed but they don't do anything because they're just stuck they're like frozen by all the things that they need to do and um so I think what you've said is just so important to everybody listening whether you've got kids or not because 
you know, I could sit here for eight hours a day. I don't have children. I don't have anywhere I need to be. But if I sit there for eight hours a day thinking, oh my God, there's so much to do, I'm not going to get anything done. But I could sit there for 10 minutes and do something that I know moves the needle. And that could be so much more impactful than those eight hours. And I think that links as well to the outsourcing because something else that I see is people have this fear around not making a return on the investment of outsourcing. But again, if you don't know what you need to be doing and then you outsource something for like 15 pound an hour and during that hour you sit there and do nothing. Yeah, you're not going to make a return on that investment necessarily. But if you know that during that one hour you're outsourcing for 15 pounds, you're going to sell something worth 100 then you know you can make that return. But the, the first thing you need to do is get really clear on what the needle movers are and what you actually need to focus on when you've got time. And I think, although it's relevant for everyone, it's particularly relevant if you've got kids and you've only got kind of small snippets where you can get things done. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just making the most of the time you've got. And I think um, I am big on, like, you know, I say all the time, oh, life's short, you know, you only have one. Um one stab at it and you know even if you you know you're employed before you know it you're retired your kids are older I know that sounds really depressing but I just always think if you can take the easiest path to the top almost or to the point where you want to be to your goals then why not and you know I'm not great at everything and the things I'm not great at I'll find someone who is great at and ask them to do it or pay them to do it Um, and I just think that's just a better use of my time so I can focus on you know exactly what I'm I know what I'm good at and I'll focus on those things and I think that's you know I've learned so much over the years and I think that's why I've set up this is growth as well because I've, I've like spoke to so many other small businesses and like helped them along the way and I think you know time is so precious and you know most people who I do work for or I would speak to have come to me say, you know, I've not got time for it, or can you do it? Or they just, you know, it's just, it's, it's just part of outsourcing, isn't it? And I think it's just, as you say, knowing what moves the needle and not, you know, focusing on those particular things because ultimately that's what will make you grow. It's what will get you to the point you want to get to the quickest. And I think... Um, you know done is better than perfect isn't it so I think it's just getting on with it and yeah just knowing your strengths really and you know sticking to that and like I've spent so much time you know on investment learning new things but yeah there's some stuff I'm just never gonna you know I'm never gonna know I'm never gonna be able to do or some things like fulfillment I don't want to pack my own orders I just don't want to do it (laughs) I can be doing better things with that time so I think it's just yeah learning but it's been hard for me because I'm definitely a massive control freak and I find it very very hard letting go of any element of my businesses because yeah even though I'm not good at everything I've sort of always think I can do it better than other people sometimes which is I know is terrible but I've learned over the years that isn't the case um I think it's just, yeah, it's just knowing what you're good at, good at really and sticking to it. This is such a good episode. Thank you so much for being here. Um, where can people yeah. find you, Sarah? If they want to connect with you or if they want to come and look at your businesses, where can they find you? So, yeah, mainly Hangout, well, completely Hangout really on Instagram. Um, so they can find me at This Is Growth Ecom. And then my product business is Tommy and Rex Gifts. 
um, which is really annoying because I want Tommy and Rex, but some woman has it with two dogs and won't give it up. It's <laughs> <laughs> really annoying. Um, but yeah, so it's Tommy and Rex gifts and this is Growth Ecom on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here and joining us and sharing so much wisdom with us.